Hello, and welcome to A Course in Miracles for Regular People. I'm your host, Reverend Robin. In this podcast, we read and discuss the text of A Course in Miracles. I also have another podcast that is reading and discussing the daily workbook lessons. That one is called A Course in Miracles Daily Workbook Lessons for Regular People. I love talking with people about A Course in Miracles and the daily lessons, and I welcome interaction and feedback. There are several ways you can reach out to me if you'd like to chat. I'm on Twitter at ACIMFOR. I have a Facebook page called A Course in Miracles for Regular People. You can email me at ACIMFRP, that's A Course in Miracles for Regular People, ACIMFRP at gmail.com. Or you can simply go to anchor.fm and leave me a voice message. Actually, you can also make donations on Anchor if you'd like to support this podcast, and I really appreciate that. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hello, and welcome to episode number 79. We will be continuing with chapter 4, The Illusions of the Ego, and section 2, The Ego and False Autonomy. And we'll be picking up at paragraph 3. As review from episode 78, here were our takeaways. Number one, we have all created an ego for ourselves and for everyone we come in contact with. Number two, we are all unstable. We have fluctuating emotions. And number three, we have the ability to influence each other whether we're in physical proximity or not. We influence by our perceptions and our thoughts. Now, picking up at paragraph three, it says, your own state of mind is a good example of how the ego was made. So, haha, now we're getting to the answer that the question was asked at the beginning of this section. And it said, you know, you might ask how the ego was made, and that was a great question to ask, but then it didn't answer it until now. So, continuing, it says, When you threw away knowledge, it is as if you never had it. This is so apparent that one only need to recognize to recognize it to see that it does happen. So that's the answer. The ego was created when we, quote, threw away knowledge, unquote. We threw away knowledge when we imagined that we were separate individual beings. Continuing, if this occurs in the present... Why is, it su- why is it surprising that it occurred in the past? Surprise is a reasonable response to the unfamiliar, though hardly something that occurs with such persistence. So if this occurs in the present, meaning we still believe that we're separate individual beings and therefore we don't have knowledge. So we, we didn't realize that that's what we were doing. So it's a surprise to us that we threw away knowledge in the past because generally speaking, we don't recognize it now. Continuing. But do not forget that the mind need not work that way, even though it does work that way now. So we don't have to keep the ideas and mindsets that we currently have because it doesn't have to be that way. Paragraph four. 
Think of the love of animals for their offspring and the need they feel to protect them. Yeah, it's, I've always heard it said, you know, you don't, if you're in the woods and you see some bear cubs, you better look around and find their mother because you don't want to be in between the mother and her bear cubs. Continuing, that is because they regard them as part of themselves. No one misses something that he considers part of himself. No one dismisses something that he considers part of himself. You react to your ego as much you act you react to your ego much as God does to his creations and animals to their babies with love, protection, and charity. So what it's saying is that we believe that our ego is part of ourselves, so we love it and protect it. Continuing. Your reactions to the self you made are not surprising. In fact, they resemble in many ways how you will one day react to your real creations, which are as timeless as you are. The question is not how you respond to the ego, but the important thing is what you believe you are. So the most important thing is not our response to our ego, but the most important thing is what we believe we are. Continuing, belief is an ego function. So belief is ego, knowing is a function of spirit. And so as long as your origin is open to belief or to debate, you are regarding it from an ego viewpoint. When teaching is no longer necessary, you will merely know God. Belief that there is another way of perceiving is the loftiest idea of which the ego is capable. That is because it, can, it contains a hint of recognition that the ego is not the self. So belief isn't a bad thing. We can actually give kudos to the ego for making it this far that it believes that there is another way to perceive things. Way to go, ego. Paragraph five. Undermining the ego's thought system must be perceived as painful, even though this is anything but true. Babies scream in rage if you take away a knife or scissors, although they may well harm themselves if you do not. In this sense, you are still a baby. You have no real sense of self-preservation. So it's like we don't know enough to recognize when something could hurt us. Continuing. And you are likely to decide that you need precisely what would hurt you most, i.e. the ego. Yet whether or not you recognize it now, you have agreed to cooperate in the effort to become both harmless and helpful. Attributes that must go together. Your attitude toward your attitudes even toward this are necessarily conflicted. Because all attitudes are ego based. <clears throat> this will not last. Be patient a while and remember that the outcome is as certain as God. So whether or not we recognize that we have agreed to cooperate in the effort to become both harmless and helpful, we have. And 
our attitudes even toward that, toward agreeing to become harmless and helpful, our attitudes are conflicted. Like we want to be harmless and helpful. And at the same time, there's fear involved. And we are afraid that someone is going to hurt us. So we like put up that wall between ourselves and that causes us to perpetuate the idea of being separate individuals. But this will not last. So if we can learn to just be patient, be gentle with ourselves, and allow the Holy Spirit to take what we're reading and learning and lead us on the path, then we will get to where we are trying to get, which is to know God and to know ourselves and who and what we are. So here are my three takeaways from this episode. Number one, the answer to the question that was asked at the beginning of this section of how the mind could ever have made the ego is that the ego was created when we, quote, threw away knowledge, unquote. And the way we did that was when we imagined that we are separate individual beings. And this is still going on in our ego minds now. Number two, how we respond to our ego is not what's important. What is important is what we believe we are. Because, number three, belief is an ego function. Knowing is a function of the spirit. And as long as our origin is open to belief or to debate, we are regarding it from an ego viewpoint. So this week, I wish you a week of cooperation and patience, remembering that our goal of remembering who we are is as certain as God. Many blessings. Namaste. Thank you.